think about a word that you mispronounced like years and years later? Yeah. Okay. Sometimes, yeah. I think that's that's my that's probably happened. I mispronounce a lot of things. I <laughs> 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 uh, just like, what do you mean? What? Like just like I'll be like lying in bed trying to fall asleep and I'll think about like mispronouncing like uh, the name of a shoe or something <laughs> when I was trying to talk to a girl that I liked. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, uh, it's fucking 11 years later. Yeah. Why are you still thinking about this? That's so funny. <laughs> Imagine like if they think about it too. Like, remember that time 11 years ago was, Chad yeah. mispronounced? I was going to kiss that guy and then he said, the, <laughs> he said that the, that shoe was like a dummy. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, it's great. Oh, it's so good. Yeah. I think in sixth grade, we were doing that thing in an English class where everyone has to read out loud, like a paragraph at a time or whatever. And I, misp- I mispronounced the word respite because I'd never seen it before. And it's spelled respite. Right. So that's what I said. And I was corrected. And I still think about that. And that was 25 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, the teacher corrected you? Yeah. Or- Oh, I see. No one, else, none of the other students, I'm sure, had any idea what that yeah, word was. Yeah, nobody knows what the fuck respite is when you're in the sixth yeah. grade. I remember um, I uh, I was in class in elementary, and then um, I had to read, and the one word came up, and it was um, uh, it's a word that you hear a lot, like in fucking sci-fi, but they pronounce it weird, so I pronounced it like the sci-fi way. What the fuck is that word? Ah, um, oh, fuck. Universe? No. <laughs> <laughs> I can never pronounce the word automaton correctly or uh, uh, maelstrom. What's the other one? Well, how do you mispronounce maelstrom? I always think of it as maelstorm. Oh, okay. it makes more sense. Yeah. I thought I thought you were going to say like maelstorm. <laughs> <laughs> it's the ma of maelstorm. Oh, behemoth is another one I always picture in my head wrong. I you always think it? about it as uh, behemoth. behemoth. <laughs> I, I don't know if how that's supposed yeah. to be pronounced. Oh God. I can't even remember that word. Uh, oh. I used to like think that Armageddon had like a bunch of extra syllables <laughs> in there because it was so long. Right. And I'm like, Armageddon. <laughs> so fun fact, Armageddon and Respite both are uh, magic cards. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, there you go, folks. <laughs> Armageddon and Respite. They should make like a fused card called yeah. Armageddon's Respite. <laughs> Whatever that is. <laughs> Spider get in. <laughs> so uh, this is actually a podcast about Lost. <laughs> yeah. Hey, everybody, thank you for listening. It's yeah. been a while. It has been a while. So thank you for continuing to listen, even though, you know, it's been a while. <clears throat> like that song. It's been a while. <laughs> yeah. I don't actually know the words. I don't know if anyone does. I just know those words. I just yeah. know the opening. Yeah, someone uh, tweet that at us. <laughs> tweet us the lyrics yeah. to that song. Or just the video and then we'll, we'll no, transcribe it ourselves. Don't tweet us the video. Write the lyrics to damn self. <laughs> <laughs> or copy paste the lyrics off of lyricswhatever.com. Yeah. Lyrics or- Freak. Lyrics Freak. <laughs> I don't know if that's an actual lyrics website. That does sound like it could be. Yeah. Like, you know, you're... Now, I was about to say you're now tuned in to Lyrics Freak. Like, it wasn't a website. <laughs> You're now listening to the smooth lyricsfreak.com. Yeah. But actually, you're listening to What's Up With That, Bro. <laughs> it's our podcast where we're watching the TV show Lost uh, backwards in reverse we, order. We yeah. had to go backwards. Yes. Thank you, Chad. <laughs> and uh, yeah, Chad, you've never seen Lost before. No, not until David K. Jones told me that we're going to do this podcast. You just heard him talking before me. Yeah, oh, Jesus Christ. AJ, <laughs> AJ, say something. Hey, guys. Hey, it's me, AJ. I'm also another one of your bros on the show this week. Let's get back into it, you guys. It's been a while, but thank you for bearing with us. <laughs> it's we're been in- a while. <laughs> we're, con- we're considering episode nine of season three, Stranger in a Strange Land. Our basic synopsis is a power play ensues between Jack and the others. Juliet's future hangs in the balance. Kate, Sawyer, and Carl continue their journey away from Alcatraz. Wait, so nowhere in the summary does it say that this is the Jack's tattoo episode? <laughs> nowhere in this summary that I'm reading to yeah. us right now. But that doesn't come up until like the last five minutes of the episode. Yeah. They, I, they, they I just felt prove. like it was going to be like a much bigger thing based on the fact that it's one of the things that I knew about the show <laughs> without ever having watched it. Okay. Like, I knew Smoke Monster, uh-huh. Polar Bears, 
Jack's tattoo. <laughs> and how did that make we the have top to go five? Back. Like so, how did you hear initially about this whole tattoo situation? <laughs> that it it is a shitty episode that people were really upset at watching. That's amazing. So you you like you scrolled that away, like you tucked that away into the back of your mind. You went like, this show has polar bear smoke monsters and Jack's tattoo. Yeah, and we have to go back. And we have to go back. Yeah. I see. Yeah, it's it's a it's a weird one, <laughs> but I. I didn't hate it as much as our Nikki and Paulo episode. I yeah. think that one is still kind of like it's got the it's got the belt in terms of the episodes I hate the most on the yeah. show. I uh, think one of the reasons why people don't like the episode is that normally when you have a, an episode about someone, like we learn something about them, mm-hmm. and all we learn is this tattoo thing, which never affects anything. And yeah, this episode totally felt like a side quest in a yeah. video game. Like, especially the part where they sat Jack down and they're like, okay, so now we're going to ask you your opinion on, uh, like, this crime thing Mm. that happened. And you're going to have to uh, sort of adjudicate for us because that's what happens when you need to do a side quest in a (laughs) role-playing game. Okay, here's what what I want to put forward going forward in this episode. I don't know if 2007, the time that this aired, if it was... It was just, it was, wasn't that long ago. It was like a decade ago, whatever. Um, like, it seemed very, like, this. the plot of the show for this episode seemed so obvious. Like, the whole thing, all the way through, like, they, it, it seemed to me, maybe it's because the information I have of all the characters and stuff now, but it just seems to me like the, the it seemed like, uh, like, the whole thing was an obvious setup from the beginning. Like, you... We have to move Jack out of this cell and put him somewhere else. And then it just so happened to pass by the next person that's coming into the cell. And then she's the one that's coming to bring you, like, you know, grilled cheeses. It just seemed very, like, oh, yeah, this is, like, an obvious setup. Like, Jack is being set up to, you know, embed somebody in, in you know, from their spy network into his group of losties or whatever. That's, that's what I was yeah. feeling. And I was a little annoyed by it. But I don't know if it's justified because maybe maybe... The average viewer didn't have that insight or didn't think in those terms. I, I, I think that uh, uh, the obvious machinations uh, are one of those things where it's like, you know, back in the day, uh, shows were not real subtle Yeah. when it came to that kind of shit. Yeah. Maybe it's just with the sophistication that we have now in terms of like how people engage. And I know we've talked about this before, like how people engage with the material before. There was the internet, it was, it was still a thing, but now there's like Reddit and these eagle eye viewers and, all, you know, all these people that are contributing to like, you know, that are essentially trying to like beat the show creators, you know, to the, to an ending or whatever. Um, so I, I notice a lot of shows kind of present themselves in that aspect where like they're not giving everything away, but it just seemed like so obvious, like where they were going with the story. Like, yeah, they're going to embed Juliet as like a secret person, but, um, but it, it just seemed like that to me. I don't yeah. know. What did you guys think? Yeah, I mean, I didn't get that feeling when I was watching it the first time through. It's like, so you really feel like Juliet is really, like, in trouble with him. Like, they don't like her. And, like, she's going to get... They probably would have killed her. Whatever. Like, you feel... You don't... You're kind of, like, on her side of, like, oh, yeah, she should probably go join Jack and the rest of the Losties. She's not going to fit in with the others. So it was, it was a surprise to me when we found out she's she's a spy. I see. But wasn't she like a double spy? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, she fell into like... Yeah, she told everyone. Yeah. Yeah. She fell into like triple spy. She's like, I'm with them. Not, not, not again, though. And then, yeah, and then it kind of shook out that way. Also, the other part about the the whole obvious machinations about trying to endear Juliet to Jack, uh, I I think that they were also uh, at the same time trying to endear Juliet to the viewing audience. Mm. Oh, yeah. That makes sense because she was... Yeah, she's she's probably a yeah not a character that people are trying to get familiar with, or well, I guess that's how they set up the season mm-hmm. where they wanted to like because I feel like this season they were trying a lot of different stuff, and there you know this, there's some stuff that worked and didn't work. The Nikki and Paula thing, how can we get the viewers to like, identify <laughs> with these characters that that didn't really have any screen time, but yeah. they're supposedly on the island this whole time? Yeah, they should have just gave Judy Chamness her own story. <laughs> I know. Come on. Yeah, I would have been would have been pulling for you there, Judy. But well, we got a uh, we got Juliet instead, Juliet Burke. Yeah, that was, it was strange. I don't know. I, I I felt, but I don't know. If 
moving past some of that minor irritation, yeah, it was. I don't know. I kind of like this episode overall, sorta. I didn't think it was that bad. Yeah. Uh, in fact, even all of the uh, fucking bullshit relationship drama that I always hate didn't bother me as much in this episode. Mm-hmm. Although it could have been because everything felt fairly resolved. And also, uh, I haven't watched the show in a long time. <laughs> it's been a while. It's been a while. <laughs> so uh, one of the things that they mention is uh, when Jack, not Jack, Sawyer and Kate are on the boat uh, escaping from the island where the others work on their projects, uh, which makes it sound like they're like building dioramas <laughs> and stuff. <laughs> uh, when they're on the catamaran, I guess, is that the right word for that kind of boat? Yeah. Or it's a canoe with a sole, yeah. with a sail. Oh, that's right. It is a sail. Yeah, anyway, they mentioned uh, leaving Jack with Captain Bunny Killer. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm really interested to see which one of the others murders <laughs> rabbits. Oh, shit. If you had to pick one, who do you think it would be? I would say that based on the amount of uh, interactions that we saw with Jack this episode... That it has to be Tom Friendly. Oh, uh, shit. I was hoping you... I, yeah. I was telepathing that towards you. Like, say Tom Friendly. <laughs> say Tom Friendly. Yeah. I want to hear it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also, it makes it even better when uh, they find uh, Mr. Friendly and Jack playing football later. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Yeah. It's like, oh, he's playing football. It's a bunny killer. Yeah. And there's a lot of Tom Friendly in this episode. And he's played by MC Gainey, my favorite rapper. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that, yo, that, turn up the gainy. <laughs> that guy is great. I I just really love him yeah. in that role as Mister Friendly. Like, um, yeah, like he just kind of just he does does what he needs to with that role. But it's it's fun because he's he's not boring to watch on screen. Like every time I see him on screen, I'm like, oh shit, it's Mister Friendly. Yeah. So, uh, this was all in the boat along with Sawyer and Kate. Uh, they also have Carl, who's. Uh, either out of it or depressed or there's something going on with him because he's just lying there mumbling and i believe that he said and correct me if i'm wrong he said god loved you as he loved jacob yeah Yeah. is Um, that what he said yeah and that actually yeah that that's what he said it's actually taking out of the book of malachi malachi 3 1 Uh, i don't just know this (laughs) i've never heard of that one yeah so um uh, out of out of Malachi chapter one verse two and three, basically it, it, that's what he's quoting, or what Carl's quoting in the boat. It says, "I have loved you," says the Lord. But you ask, "How have you loved us?" Was not Esau Jacob's brother? The Lord says, "Yet I have loved Jacob, but Esau I have hated, and I have turned oh. his mountains into wastelands, and I have left his inheritance to the desert jackals." So there is some some stuff at play because right before. Carl says that they they're talking about going back to the dock and mm-hmm. and um, and he's saying that no you, you know we can't go back to the dock he didn't want it like this and so they make their way out so seems like if if you want to if you want to get deep in, into it, it seems like the show is is making a, a Jacob Esau parable in the Bible Jacob and Esau are brothers mm-hmm. and um, Esau is the older brother. So as the firstborn, he has the birthright of carrying forth the nation of, of Israel because he's, um, that's his place. But Esau sells his birthright to his brother Jacob for a bowl of lentil stew. So that's yeah. that a part of the, within the Bible. Where, um, so I think Esau's out hunting. He was a hunter. He didn't really have a care for He didn't care much for, for like, you know, obeying God or whatever. He just wanted to do his hunting thing, supposedly, according to the scripture. And then... Um, that Jacob, who was supposed to be like someone that was really, you know, into serving God, was just like, oh, I really want that firstborn, right? So he said, okay, I'll, he comes back from hunting after days of hunting, and he says, I'll give you this bowl of red stew, but you have to sell your birthright as a firstborn to me. So Esau says, like, yeah, what good is that birthright going to do? I'm dying. I'm hungry here. So he does it, and afterwards... He wasn't a very good hunter. Was <laughs> yeah, he didn't come back with anything. <laughs> but... um he was out there chasing some poon. <laughs> but uh, so the the story... The end story between these two brothers is it, it comes down to like a battle where um, years later um, Esau ends up kind of going on his own and he builds up his own family and people and stuff like that. And he has stuff, but he's not as blessed as Jacob is. So like, um, I guess we can draw the parable between those two brothers and maybe 
you think of Jack and Sawyer, where one brother gets away and one brother doesn't. You know, one brother is blessed and one brother isn't. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I think that that's probably what they were thinking at the time that they wrote that line of dialogue. However, I, I feel like, uh, you know, the show has a very important character named Jacob. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> and is this a bit of uh, sort of foreshadowing that? I don't Or know. is it just like they picked the name of a famous biblical character who had a brother when they figured out uh, Jacob and uh, Man in Black later? I think there is... You could kind of layer some of that stuff retroactively, but... Honestly, I think for this type of show, like um, these type of creators, they're they're known for putting a lot of literary references into the show, um, and they draw off a lot of things, a lot of different authors, including a lot of um, known texts. So there's like stuff that we've seen from like, I guess, uh, from the Bible, and then probably from other Jewish texts, and then also like um, probably some Hindu texts and Muslim texts. It, it all kind of they, the show explores this, the idea of spirituality a lot, and yeah, it's no different um, throughout the show. But yeah, I, I guess in this sense, I would say that retroact- retroactively it fits, but I don't think that's what they had in mind when they were doing it. What, what do you think, Dave? Yeah, I think it was something kind of creepy for him to say, and they had this biblical allusion to it, and then later on they're like, yeah, we should, uh, we need we need a name for this this uh, guy we're gonna keep mentioning. Yeah, and then if we use a name we've already used on some other weird thing, it it seems like we did this uh, on purpose. Amazing! Yeah. It's gonna seem deeper. <laughs> so I guess we could call the man in black Esau because like he is uh, the the Bible character Esau is is out for blood. Later on, when he lo- when he when he sells that birthright um, and he gets his stew and everything. Um, Later on, he comes to he comes to regret it because there's a lot of stuff that comes with being firstborn, and he sold all that to the brother. But yeah, like like uh, there's a there's a portion in the Bible where Esau actually has his like he's like been building up armies and building up like a like a, like loyal men to him, and he comes sounds like Lord of the Rings. Yeah, sorta. Yeah, so he comes for his brother at some point, um, and uh, on the day that he's supposed to attack his brother, like Jacob takes all his people and he's like, he takes all the women and children and, and sends them out of the, uh, I guess out of the town or whatever and sends them to safety. Sends them to the temple. <laughs> yeah. And then so the, so the, what's left behind is just the men, but um, Jacob is, he doesn't have the same type of men and he doesn't have the same abilities uh, and, and everything. So he, technically he can't win against Esau, his brother, but I, I think in the Bible, I think God kind of, makes a way for it so at the end i think the two brothers meet outside of uh jacob's town or whatever um but they end up just making up and they end up just being brothers after that and they just end up hugging it out and then like they become friends again after like not seeing each other for like 30 years or something like that but um but yeah i don't know fact track me on that people that's that's kind of what i remember of the story it's it's a little hazy i'm not really doing any real research no uh david and i uh, can't contest any of that (laughs) But uh, if you have any more information about Jacob and Esau, tweet it at us. Yeah. yeah. Or if you can think of uh, any other ways that uh, it uh, infers meaning into the show. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't want to get ahead of us here, but I don't think that's the last time we see that particular scripture reference in the show. Mm. Like it comes back again. Or it comes back before. <laughs> it, it comes back previously. Yeah. <laughs> it's already came back. Oh we, yeah, you'll see it. Oh yeah. No. Well, Let's I think we'll, tenses. Yeah, we'll, we'll see it. We'll see it again. In in the course of what we're doing, we'll see it again. I think. So um, Jack builds a kite and has in never, his flashback. In yeah. his flashback, and he's never built a kite before, which is fine. But I don't know. Is this is just this the end for us to get in with the with the Achara character? Like, I'll help you build this kite. Now we bang sometimes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just like, oh, white man trying to discover himself. <laughs> Time to fuck some Asian women. Yeah. It's like, as soon as Bi-Link showed up, I'm like, oh, fuck. Is this like Manic Pixie Asian girl? Yeah. <laughs> what is Bi-Ling known for? Like, what are some of her more notable roles? I don't think she has any notable roles. She's the, sort of a B-movie actress. Really? Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. I mean, like, 
she hasn't ever been in anything like really, really big, right? I don't think so. Like Crank Two is like what I know her from. Uh, yeah, a couple other things, but I can't think of. Them. Like she hasn't been I don't there. even think of her as being in things on like Showtime. Like I think of her as being on like Cinemax things. Oh, <laughs> I see. I see. Is she still? I wonder if she still has like an active IMDb, or she's still like doing stuff. She probably yeah, is. Probably. Mm-hmm. Maybe she just did. Like, I think she was supposed to be in uh, Attack of the Clones, but I think she got cut. <laughs> what? Yeah. Interesting. Very interesting. Oh, she was in this movie, a Hong Kong movie called Dumplings. I remember, I actually saw that. Oh, I see. Uh, like Bai Ling is Bai Ling is an actress where it's like you're just like oh yeah that Asian lady. Yeah. <laughs> I see. Yeah, I suppose like she. Yeah, well, I'm glad they got her for this episode. I thought she was doing a great job with the material that they they were given. I don't know, like this feels like it was like on the cusp, and I don't want to stand on any soapbox or anything. But it sounds like this was like this episode aired or it was written like when we're on the cusp of like not doing the funny accent thing. Like for they're playing <laughs> like I don't know if they're I don't think they're playing it for laughs, but it seemed like it kind of like could have been played for laughs, sort of like a little kid on the beach with the soda. I I think. Uh... Like, if this episode were made today, uh, the accent thing would not be the biggest critique of the episode. The biggest current modern critique of this episode would be, like, oh, mysterious Asian, able yeah. to, like, read your personality yeah. in the future or whatever because of mysterious oriental arts. Yeah. yeah. And it's yeah. just, like, I'm fine with it, but it's just, like, all right, I can kind of see why people thought this episode was bullshit. Yeah. Like, I don't think that they were thinking that it's bullshit because they're politically correct. I think that they're just like, this is dumb. Yeah. 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 yeah we, we, I guess we didn't need it, but we didn't get a lot of, a lot of view into that pop, that ability that she had. She's her just like, gift. Yeah. yeah. She's like, she just had it. Yeah. Like, and I guess that's fine. Yeah, but... And her gift is that she can see who people really are. And she can see that Jack is a leader and a great man. <laughs> but this, Makes him lonely yeah. and frightened. It's like just say that you watch a lot of Oprah and that you're very in tune with people because you've seen Oprah do it. Mm-hmm. Also, uh, I think that one of the interesting things with this episode, and I'm not sure if it was something you're supposed to pick up on, but it's just like Jack is supposed to be like this sympathetic character, right? Right. But Byling's like fucking 90 pounds. Yeah. And he's like grabbing her and slamming her up against the wall. And not because they're going to fuck. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's unfun slamming up against a wall. Yeah, he gets really rapey in that scene where he, yeah. make, he forces her to give him a tattoo that she says is forbidden and it's against it's against all the rules. And she really doesn't want to do this thing. And it's like part of her culture. And he, as this big, strong white man, forces her to do it. It's really weird. That's mm-hmm. very strange. And he came to Thailand to discover himself, and I think that's all he learned. Yeah. That he can overpower uh, Byling. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, that is very That is very strange. I mean, yeah, that is Like, very, are we supposed strange. to take away from this episode Jack's kind of a shitty dude? I suppose so. It's like, enjoy your flawed hero kind of thing. Yeah. But, like, yeah, that, that seemed like they got right up on that edge and even then, it was still kind of, it was, I don't know. Whatever. I think it was past the line. It was past the, yeah. Yeah, it was past the line. He, he did slam a woman against the wall <laughs> for a tattoo. Yeah. Like, it was for no other reason. But, like, yeah. Uh, which was, which is also kind of strange. Because, um, for, well, let's talk about that scene, since we were already talking about <laughs> it. He's kind of, like, wandering the streets of, uh, of Thailand. And, um. And he sees, and he sees her like roaming around. And I guess by this point, they already are in a physical relationship, and they've known each other for a while. And he can't get a read on her, and she's not forthcoming with what, who she is and what she really does. So he follows her, and then like essentially stalks her. Yes, I was just about to say, don't use the word "follows." Yeah. <laughs> Call it what it is. <laughs> yeah, like yeah, like you guys don't do that. Follow people without their permission. I don't call that stalking. Yeah. Uh, like, he stalks her and finds her in her place of business and then, like, essentially forces her to give him a tattoo. If she didn't give him that tattoo, what would have become of her? Who knows? Yes. Right? Jack would have learned something else about himself. <laughs> he enjoys the killing. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's terrible, but, yeah. Maybe Jack is Captain Bunny Killer. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe his tattoo actually says, leader, also kind of rapey. <laughs> mm-hmm. Rapey leader. Yeah. Like, so essentially he's a cult leader. (laughs) (laughs) 
Um, and it's like, did, did he ever exhibit any of that kind of behavior on the island? Like, really, like, rapey energy? Well, not not necessarily rapey energy, but, like, manhandling women. Not from what I remember. We've seen everything after this. Yeah. Yeah, like he, is it because the island makes him a better person? Or is it just the fact that it's just like, oh, well, this is just some Asian chick I was fucking. Yeah. And I, I really don't want to come across as like some sort of fucking Asian activist or something. Because <laughs> I really don't care about that kind of stuff that much. I care a lot more about other minorities and Asians. Like, we're fine, guys. <laughs> It's like, when people hurl slurs at us, it's mostly just like, oh, you almost got it. Yeah. Almost got it. Not quite, though. I'm yeah. actually Japanese. So. <laughs> well, I'm actually a dirty that. nip. Oh, yeah. the, uh, the the Asian equivalent of the N-word isn't a word. It's when you do that thing when you put your fingers in the corner oh, of your shit. eyes and make that squinny eyes. <laughs> That's the Asian N-word. Okay. All right. We're, we're, I, don't, I know we're getting <laughs> off on this, but... Um, that's, see, that's what we do. On yeah. <laughs> fuck it. What am I? What am I even trying to rail against here? Just like, get off on it. Go, yeah. Go let, let me it. let me get off on this. So, um, the have you guys heard about that? Uh, that new this new kind of racist thing that's happening with some of the Ivy League schools, Harvard, Stanford. They're making it harder for um, Asian students to get in. Have you guys heard this? Yeah, yeah. yeah uh, they're they're citing like uh, cultural concerns about Asians not like integrating because we're like antisocial and mysterious or is that something what i don't remember exactly what they said but like i read that and i'm just like it's dumb yeah. why don't you just say that there's too many of us see that's the thing because I, I i i think i might have heard something like that I, I think i also heard something like they're trying to meet some diversity goals or something like that like that that makes sense yeah. see a lot of people feel that way where you're you're meeting you're meeting the diversity goals but Stanford, Harvard, those places aren't initially, you know, Asian places, but these students had to work hard. It should be merit-based, and they, like, worked hard because, yeah. you know, to, to get in because of their ethic. And I think it should be merit-based. But anyway, I'm, I'm, that's just what I think. I'm but say, the thing about places like Harvard and, and Stanford and all this stuff is it's run by people, the types of people that would go to Thailand and force women to get them tattoos. That is a good point. Jesus Christ, that is a good point. <laughs> oh man! So I think what we're finding out here is that everybody is monsters. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But I think what was happening was like they were expecting a lot of the Asian students to kind of just keep their head down and not really say anything about it. But mm. I think there's a lawsuit that's being brought nice. against like Harvard and stuff. Like, come on, man! Like you can't like work hard in a country where people, you know, they you, you didn't get it easy. You know, you didn't like get a free pass and stuff. You can't work hard and then like get denied and then just. You know, and then also, like, oh, just keep your head down. Like, come on, yeah. man. Like, but anyway. Ah, so that's my Harvard tangent. Yeah. <laughs> the thing about that, that it's like, it, it's something that's really difficult to examine is because a lot of the arguments that are made for, like, well, we should let all these Asians get into the school because they worked hard for it. Uh, it's the same argument that, uh, you know, people made against affirmative action in the yeah. first place. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I get the whole. I, I understand affirmative action, but and I'm not making a case against it or anything like that. But I just like, like a lot of the times you want whatever institution or thing you're trying to do. Like you want the best, right? I mean, you want people. You want to. I don't know. I, I would. I would think it would be merit based, but but then I, I can see the the argument on, on the other side too. But at the same time, like, come on, man. Like, I don't want like some person. I just want, I just want, I just want a merit base, but I don't know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so uh, this podcast went weirdly political for us. Yeah, yeah. You're welcome, you guys. <laughs> Do it, it, was, it was a, it was a racially weird episode. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it, it kind of was. was. It was. Yeah. Because I mean, also the uh, thing, I think that people felt weird about with this episode oh, is the. Oh, uh, sorry. I I just want to yeah. uh, continue on with yeah. the Harvard point. <laughs> Because uh, I looked it up, and Harvard consistently rated Asian American applicants lower than other races on traits like likability, <laughs> kindness, and positive personality. The Whoa. fuck? Which, to be fair, as an Asian person, <laughs> a lot of us are not real high on the positive personality score. Huh. Yeah, well, I didn't know that was part of the college admissions process. I didn't know that either. Apparently it is now. <laughs> Jeez. I, I think it's one of those where it's like when you're looking at the cream of the crop, mm. uh, you have to start 
inventing different hoops for uh. them to jump through. Because it's just like all of the applicants have like 4.4s right. or whatever GPAs and right. like 1500 plus SATs. Well, actually, now I think they're out of 2100, so like a 2000 plus SAT scores. Because wow. they added like a third portion to the SATs after we graduated, I think. Yeah. Wait, no, but. That you would have had to have done that. No, I did the just the math, math and reading or whatever. Uh, the English. math and ver- verbal. verbal. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You didn't have uh, writing. No. I think it was the one like maybe a year Probably. prior. Yeah, uh, the one. Yeah. The, the or maybe they stopped in between because they did that like a couple of years after us, yeah. right? And you're like, how old are you, Dave? Thirty three. Thirty three. Two years younger than you. Three. Uh, you are three years younger yeah. than me, so I, yeah, I guess it, they must have started like four years after. Yeah. But I graduated the same year as you because I'm smart. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> no, I did not. <laughs> I would have totally accepted that because you're Asian. Uh, and you did go to Stanford, is yeah. that right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. They didn't let me in because I wasn't uh, likable. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> they, they, they gave uh, DKJ very low marks on kindness. Yeah. Uh, it's kindness, and then afterwards, DKJ is like, I'll show you. I'll build a <laughs> podcast empire, and I'll show you how likable yeah. I can get. Listen I'm going to this. kindness the fuck out of you. <laughs> Every episode, we don't know, but like uh, Dave actually sends it directly to like uh, to the the dean of, um, of admissions over at Stanford. Like, did you hear our latest episode? It's right here for you. Yeah. I am 100% the most likable motherfucker on this show. <laughs> you hear those other two guys? Fuck them. I'm fucking likable as shit. Yeah. <laughs> I have the positivist personality. <laughs> you don't see me getting off on tangents about your racist bullshit. Yeah. Now, let me in. I went to a way better school. Hawaii Pacific University. <laughs> <laughs> a school so good that they use it to... Uh, to take the place of downtown Bangkok. <laughs> yeah. And uh, the best part is uh, you can actually see a bulletin board in the background of one of the scenes where they didn't take any of the HPU stuff yeah. off the bulletin board. <laughs> That's amazing. That's amazing. Yeah, like they... <laughs> I wonder what that conversation was like. Like the, the prop master and then like I guess the set designer is just like, yeah, we gotta... Can we do something about this HPU sign? Because it's really fucking with my whole Thailand <laughs> aesthetic. But um, yeah, I think HP has a, a, a Thailand branch. They don't let Asian people in. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so we get that scene where uh, Juliet comes to Jack's cage with the grilled cheese. She said, "I heard you like them grilled," and um, she asks, "For real though, does anybody like plain cheese sandwiches?" Who the fuck just wants regular cheese sandwiches? Tom Friendly did that on purpose. <laughs> he was being a mean, mean, mean old MC Kane. So are you telling me that Tom Friendly just put like a slice of cheese between two white pieces of bread and like folded it and shoved <laughs> it in between those bars? Yeah. I mean, to be fair, Jack is a prisoner. <laughs> <laughs> you don't necessarily serve prisoners like, this is how I like it. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it is how Tom Friendly likes it and he got really offended. That's amazing. That's why he's angry at Jack for the entire <laughs> yeah. rest of the episode. That's amazing. That'll be that'll be the greatest if that turned out to be the case. Holy shit! And he's like, <laughs> it's just Tom Friendly talking to another, like another other amongst like outside the, the those polar vaca- polar river cages. And he's just like, yeah, yeah. So um, I make a good cheese sandwich. I make a good right? cheese. You guys sandwich. like my cheese sandwiches, right? <laughs> Who bring, doesn't love cold yeah. cheese sandwiches? Like, see? And then he just looks or at room Jack. temperature cheese. <laughs> <laughs> you see? You see, Jack? These people are fine with it. Yeah. Everyone's in the background shaking their heads like... <laughs> Do you hate his cheese yeah. sandwiches? Don't tell him because he's sensitive and irritating to be around <laughs> when we tell him we don't yeah. like his shit. When all the others showed up in that little room to hear the verdict on, on Juliet, <laughs> there's just the, uh, the snack table. And it was just a bunch of <laughs> cut up little cheese sandwiches. And they were just like, oh, I kind of want him not to kill Juliet, <laughs> yeah. just so she can grill these. Yeah. <laughs> it's just Tom Friendly standing by a plate of cheese sandwiches like, what'd you think? So just be honest, don't pull any punches. <laughs> Tell me what you think about these cheese sandwiches. Who's the cheese sandwich master? 
<laughs> it's just like there's an MC there mm-hmm. that puts his hands above he's Juliet dance. for applause, and then like, oh yeah, he's dancing, and he puts a hand above his own head for for applause. <laughs> so which one? Who? Who is? It's a it's a it's, it's a visual thing. You guys can't see. Yeah. Oh man, but she says, um, I'm asking you a personal favor as a personal favor to me to save Ben. Um, so already the con is already going. It's a foot. It's it's them trying to ingratiate, you know, uh, Juliet into the group and and like we were talking about earlier into the into the audience themselves. Um, but like he says, I'm trying to. Was the subtext of this her telling Jack you to go and fix Ben or they will kill me? Like I'm gonna die if you don't do this. And he's just like, I don't wanna. <laughs> Yeah, but I thought that was the right move because, like, yo, fuck these people in their head yeah. games because they're like they're they're totally setting you up. Mm-hmm. Like you can smell it, but but yeah. eventually his uh, his mind does get changed. Yeah, yeah, and he goes and does his thing. Why did he change his mind? Oh, it's because the guy she killed was the one that was gonna kill Sawyer and Kate. Oh, so it's like she did it for for them. Did she really though? Uh, probably not. Yeah. Did he? They, they, did, they didn't. They didn't even give a name uh, to the guy. To the guy. I wonder. Like if if they if they said like Ronald, the guy who was gonna kill your friends, that would make it just that much more believable. Yeah, yeah. nobody knows. Like, <laughs> like that red shirt that almost killed your friends. We called him Red. His last name was Shirt. Yeah, we don't even see a body. <laughs> yeah. <they're... laughs> what is what is that like? They killed him on that work island, right? Like, aren't they supposed to take the body back to where their home is and bury it there? Or? They don't really get into that. I think it depends on their religion. Yeah, I, I think that uh, that was honestly part of the con. Oh, like that guy's still alive? Like, there was no guy. Oh, shit. Interesting. It's very yeah. interesting. And then that they, they, they supposedly they brand her instead of killing her at the end of the episode. But then we never see that again. Mm-hmm. Never. That There's never a lot of things yeah. from this episode I don't remember ever seeing again. Also, for example, Isabel. Yeah. Wait, that's exactly what I was going to say. Who the fuck is Isabel? <laughs> she was giving off. She was giving off big bad energy. Yeah. Like I was like, if I if I were just watching this one episode, I was like, oh fuck, I can't wait. Like you, you would like, think like, oh, this episode is like is the explanation for why Ben sidelined for the rest of the season, and the new big bad yeah. is going to be Isabel. Right, that's what yeah. I thought. Like, just uh, we already know what happens. But like watching this episode the way it was, I was like, "Oh, oh!" I, I, when she came on screen, she was like, she was selling it too. She was selling off that the big bad energy. Yeah. Like she came in stalking like a fucking predator. Like her first, <laughs> the first scene we see her in is right outside Jack's cage, and she just kind of hangs there for like a minute. Like she doesn't really do anything. But she, she she just looks intimidating. Yeah, yeah, she looks like a fucking tiger. Like I, I got like tiger vibes off of this lady. But yeah, and, and not only that, the first time she interacts with Jack, yeah, like she's not like trying to like get stuff from him or threaten him. Yeah. She's just like, hmm, interesting <laughs> about his tattoos and shit. Yeah. So so it's just like she's like so above it. That she doesn't have to try and intimidate him. Yeah. Like, she's just, like, examining him like a specimen. <laughs> yeah, the actor in this role, she's doing a great job. Yeah. Like, I ain't got no qualms with her. And I'm I'm kind of sad that we didn't get more of her yeah. in the season yeah. or later. Forever, like, yeah. like, I would have been fine if she ended up being the man in black. Yeah. Like, because <laughs> yeah. so, I don't remember her after this episode. No, never. Like, we don't see her after mm-hmm. this. Like, so it's almost like she just, like, <laughs> I felt like they brought her on for an episode and then she got called to do a pilot that never aired and then, like, ah. just never came back to the show, mm-hmm. you know, or something. Because I've never seen this actress before, but she was killing it. She was doing a great yeah. job. Like, I thought she was a good big bad. And she wasn't, like, yeah, like you said, she was kind of slow playing it. And a little, mm-hmm. like, it was a little understated where it wasn't like she was, where she wasn't, like, she didn't seem. She like, didn't seem like a villain of the week. She seemed yeah. like the uh, architect of the, all of Jack's misery for the next year. Yeah, yeah. I would have totally bought into that. Like, that would have been fun to see. But um, I guess Or if even, that. like, it was just like, oh, she's the one that's behind Ben. Yeah. Because yeah. that's what they built her up to be. She was, like, calling the shots and shit. Like, she was, like, conducting 
mock trials yeah. while Ben's incapacitated. So she had some kind of like she had some kind of like power or some kind of she was like if she was in some role of authority. Like it would have been it would have been really interesting if the rest of the season was like the power struggle between Ben and Isabel, where both of them are trying to use Jack as like sort of their cat's paw. Mm. Oh, that would have been so good. But that's not what we got. I no. keep saying we got to have a <laughs> lost reboot with Chad Wagwa as like the showrunner at the helm. There was an interview with Evangeline Lilly recently where they asked her if she would be interested in doing a Lost reboot. Uh-huh. I didn't read it because yeah. I, I was afraid that there was going to be spoilers that's for Lost oh, that's right. or yeah. spoilers for Ant Man and yeah, Lost. Yeah. I remember that. I remember that one. Like, yeah, I don't, that, they keep it really like vague. I don't really say anything in that article, but like, she was just like maybe and or maybe not. I don't know, but it was mm-hmm. it was it was one of those. Another thing that we saw in this episode that I don't remember coming back. Uh, how many times after this did we see that boat? I don't think we ever see that one again in particular. I think like, I, like I know that we've canoes. seen other yeah. boats, but like that one looked like it was not like a huge boat. Yeah. But it was like motorized and stuff. Motorized. <laughs> motorized and stuff. I'm sorry, I'm just connecting dots at this point. <laughs> it's not even that hot in here yet, guys, but mm. we are I'm falling into like a crazy yeah. spell. Also, uh, yeah, it wasn't motorized. Sorry. Yeah, this episode, uh, we also like the whole thing about the episode is this is the Jack's tattoo episode. We found out what the line of uh, Thai lettering or Chinese, uh, depending, because (laughs) he was in Thailand, right? right? And uh, Isabel said that it's Chinese, right? Is uh, it's a finicky language or something? She said, yeah, and it's just like. But when she was reading it out loud, she was reading it in Thai, and Mm -hmm. it sounded like a paragraph worth of Thai in that four characters. Yeah. But in any case, uh, we don't find out about the rest of his tattoo. Like, that line of Chinese is is literally, like, less than half of the tattoo. Yeah. It's mostly the the number five. (laughs) And that uh, pyramid-looking shape. Yeah. So, the Illuminati Pyramid. We understand the origin. Is that an Illuminati? <laughs> Wait, <laughs> I thought it was like an Adidas logo. It kind of does. It kind of looks like Illuminati a little bit. Maybe Illuminati Adidas. Yeah. Wait, do we Illuminatius? Illuminatius. <laughs> do we get a translation for the tattoo, or do we just know the origin of the tattoo? Oh uh, no, no. At the end of the episode, uh, she she gave the translation where she said, uh, "He walks among us, but he is not of us." Oh. That's what your tattoo means. And he says, "No." That's what it says. That's not what it means. <laughs> Interesting. And then he goes and hops on the boat. Oh, yeah. And it's just like, what does it mean then? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It means that I'm a leader and I'm also very lonely. <laughs> you don't know. Means I threaten women. <laughs> <laughs> this just says it's just it's just it's just an amber alert. Not even an amber alert, but whatever like whatever thing you can put on somebody's shoulder and be like, this guy rapes, guys. <laughs> like, it just I don't know what the equivalent would be. Maybe something that sounds not as terrible. I think uh, from Conair we learned that it's a rose tattoo <laughs> for each rape. Was that a thing in Conair? Yeah, I think Danny Trejo played a guy who had a rose, a tattoo of a rose every time he raped a woman. What? I think that's true. Or maybe it was murder. And I'm, no, because he said he, like, he was gonna, he was going after the female guard. And like, oh, I'm going to have to add another rose. Whoa. No. I don't remember that. Yeah, Conair. Conair. There's actually very little I remember about Conair. <laughs> like, it's a movie that I'm like, oh, that was a good movie. <laughs> what do you remember? Um, the bunny? <laughs> yeah. I just remember um, John Malkovich holding a bunny hostage. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's interesting, though. I don't remember that rose scene. I remember the movie, though. I, I don't doubt you. Yeah. yeah, I don't doubt you at all. So, Danny Trejo, come on the pod and, <laughs> and make sure that we know that you were putting roses... As tattoos, yeah. As a rapist, on a, as a movie guy, I, I don't know. Machete don't podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, after that invitation I just gave, like, come, yeah. on, come on here and talk about your rapist character. Come on, <laughs> he's all like, I have several B movies to be in. Yeah, I don't know why I'm shitting on on Danny Trejo. He's great. Yeah, he's, a, he's, a he's good great. Yeah. <laughs> he's great, and he's very big and much bigger than I am. <laughs> no, actually, no, he's, he's really short. not. He's oh, very he really? short. Holy shit! I didn't know this. 
Mm-hmm. He has like such an intimidating look. Yeah, know? yeah. No, he 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 has the. Uh, uh, he could totally beat you up. Intimidating <laughs> nature of a seven foot tall man. I don't doubt that. Like I, I would be in fear of my life if there was a five foot seven Danny Trejo in this room. Like right you now. could give me a gun, I'd yeah. still be afraid of Danny Trejo. <laughs> <laughs> so AJ, I like that you picked five foot seven as the height of a short man. Oh si- which is shit! High, taller than either me or Chad. Oh fuck! <laughs> fuck me! Sorry, you guys. Like no, I- no, it's it's fine. Uh, <laughs> According to some women on Twitter, anything under 5'10 is not even a man. What? That's terrible. Come on, ladies. (laughs) You got to think outside that bun. What does that mean? I don't know. means we're going to go to Taco Bell and (laughs) not go on a date. (laughs) Uh, So Alex says that they're holding a trial for Juliet um, when she comes to, to Jack's cell. And I don't think... Alex is involved in the ruse, but it feels like the people know their people so well. Like, the psychological makeup, they're like, yeah, if we put Alex in this situation, she's probably going to, you know, try and spring him and give him some impetus to go and get him at the thing. If if the pieces didn't fall the way they needed to fall, this fucking Rube Goldberg machine, <laughs> like, what would have what been the end result with Juliet? Would they have just, like, sidelined her and, like, kept her in a room away from Jack? Like, saying that she was murdered or something? Like... I don't see what the end game maybe, could have been. Maybe they would have straight up murdered her and then just been like, well, obviously you didn't do your job well enough. Oh, yeah. shit. That's right. They're kind of like sociopaths yeah. in that side. Yeah, rather than that, or they would have maybe thrown her in the cage with him and then had her kind of give him the hard sell. Yeah, that would have, that would have, that probably might have been the next. Yeah. They'd have like, yeah, okay, we're going to kill her tomorrow morning. Mm-hmm. Guess when the night together. So I know this, I know whatever it is, this, whatever the show is, but like, so you're telling me that the plot involved you killing a guy. Uh, say, like, say maybe they didn't kill a guy, but say they killed a guy. Like, Juliet shot a guy so that, um, you know, so that the others could go free. So their their whole plot to get Jack, you know, to, to go along with this whole Juliet thing was that she had to kill a guy and that she herself would be killed if he didn't save her. So that's, like, two people down out of your crew already. And you're doing that as some weird long-winded plot to to you know to go and sneak some people into the other side the other campsite that seems a little like we even counter- find out she becomes a spy so they can figure out who's pregnant right but like i don't know if that's worth killing people over yeah like we're trying to find out how to have babies on this island a thing that jacob can't uh, that that jacob didn't make room for which is weird because like jake jake like because what we already know is that Hurley kind of ran things differently because he wasn't Jacob. So, like, um, they could have easily appealed. Well, not easily, but somebody could have appealed to Jacob. Like, yo, we want to have babies back on this island. But we don't. the show isn't even really explicit in who's responsible for the non-baby thing. Because I assume it's Jacob because he's, like, running shit. But, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, the whole thing about whether or not they could appeal to Jacob about that, though, is the only person who was supposed to be able to contact Jacob is leader, Ben. Except Ben's never actually spoken to Jacob. But he's spoken to his messenger, right? Uh-huh. And so that guy couldn't make an appeal in their case, I guess. But but I guess it must be one of those things where like whatever Jacob says goes and there's no there's no appealing of any of yeah. those rulings or decisions or whatever. But I wonder. And maybe Jacob like just will tell you what to do when you're doing something wrong, but he just has approved of everything that Ben has done. So he doesn't need to tell him to do to correct himself. Yeah. yeah. Or maybe it's not even in Jacob's power. Maybe it's just uh, that's just a problem that the island has until something happens. Yeah. Yeah. When Jacob and and the brother come to the island, the the mother is already in labor with them, right? Uh-huh. Is there anybody that's born on the island? Oh, it's Claire's baby, right? Yeah, but she was pregnant when they when the plane crashed. That's right. Yeah, that's why Julia was saying in a much later episode than this that uh, the problem is with uh, like the first trimester. I think so. Oh right, and then yeah. the, the 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 body turns on the fetus or something, something like, like that. Something like that. I don't remember exactly yeah. what it was, but it there was a uh, less racist, more OBGYN episode. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so. That makes me think too. Have we never seen babies born on the island besides Claire's baby? Like I don't. Yeah, only anyone's been conceived on the island and oh, been um, born. Uh, glasses. Guy, oh, um, his kid. Oh, um, not not Marvin Candle, right? 
No, not Marvin Candle. Oh, the physicist? Yeah. Oh, um, what is a physicist? Uh, Faraday. No, okay. no, not Faraday. Um, oh, Miles. No, the, uh, the, he's short and kind of chubby and white. He's got a little bit of a receding hairline, I think. Ethan? Leslie Arst? I don't think he had a baby. Um, oh. oh, oh, um, the, uh, the, um, Horace. Horace, yeah. Horace. Horace speed. Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he had a kid. Yeah, yeah which is true. Ethan. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. so Ethan yeah, was yeah. born on the island, so that's another thing. Yeah, so we know that babies could have been born on the island, and they were, and then at some point something happened, and they never explained that, yeah. I don't think. Well, but, I, also at some point, all the men on the island start producing three times as much sperm, or oh, ten yeah. times, whatever it is. So why would... Mm. So I wonder if... Maybe there was something important about Ethan. I see. That yeah. I don't know yet because uh, I have never really gotten to know the guy. He's appeared in all of, I believe, two episodes that I've seen. Yeah. Two. At least two. Yeah. But well, I'm not counting I, him as a baby. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, probably two. Who knows? Also, at, at, at some point after he was born, a nuke, nuclear bomb was exploded on the island. Oh. I see. So that might have irradiated everyone's sperm. Throughout time. Mm-hmm. And made it three times as, what, ten times? Fifteen? Whatever Whatever times number. Is. That was a lot. Three Pope. times, I think they said. And, oh, by the way, uh, I asked this last time, but listeners, um, tweet at us whether you think that means that the sperm is now ten times as thick or <laughs> ten times the volume. <laughs> oh, that's great. I really want somebody to just really, like, give us a detailed answer, but have no humor in it. Just... <laughs> They're yeah, seriously what, what would actually question? make it uh, ten times more powerful? Yeah, that's like, incredible. Is it? I think she specifically says they produce ten times as much oh, sperm. Jesus! Mm-hmm. So it's just like a constant, like well, or the, maybe three. I don't know. It could know. just be that it's thicker because it's like there's more sperms <laughs> yeah. in the same amount of uh, uh, ejaculate. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, it's the best. Or it could be that uh, you know there's just uh, the same. Uh, there's the same fluid consistency of uh, uh, semen to sperm, but uh, there's just way more of it. Yeah, that's so funny. Like it just comes out in like a thick sheet. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's like, is it sperm density or is it semen volume? It's so yeah, exactly. dense that it just comes out like a spaghetti noodle, <laughs> like and, like a like coming out of a tube of toothpaste. Just like gross. Oh, it's so funny. So yeah. I ran out of notes already. Oh, okay. Well, please tweet at us about the sperm thing, guys. Yeah. I I, I kind of want to know like what people have to say about. It. Oh wait, no. There was one more thing that I wrote down at the beginning of the episode when you see Jack on the beach in the flashback. He tells the little kid, "I want two cokes." <laughs> so the kid oh, yeah. gives him two cokes, and he takes the bottle, uh, the bottle opener from the kid, pops open one of the cokes. And he walks off. I'm like, what are you going to do with your other Coke? <laughs> He's you like, don't have a bottle opener anymore. I'll find a table's edge or something out here. <laughs> on the beach. <laughs> it's just like, wow, look at this random table on the beach. <laughs> it's great. I can also build my kite on it. and yeah. Except he doesn't. He builds his kite on the sand. <laughs> <laughs> I'd love to have a scene where he just like he's running with his kite and like slams his knee into the edge of a table. That's just <laughs> placed on the beach. Oh man! All right. All right, so we got a biling, chock full biling episode. Yeah, well, she wasn't. It wasn't chock full. She was in some of it. Yeah, she was in all the flashback parts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is it uh, Easter egg quarter it time? Is, or? Yeah. Okay. Speaking of flashback parts, um, she takes him to a, a restaurant that is uh, what used to be Indigo down in Chinatown and is now like four separate bars. Oh yeah. Yeah, there's like an art gallery and sin lounge. Yeah. And something else, and something else. Yeah, and Sin Lounge is weird because it's like it's supposed to be like an evil place. So it's got like a devil lady on the the, the sign, but mm-hmm. then you go in there; it's very well lit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they and just it, ask and you well lit with like regular colored lights, yeah. not all red. And it's usually playing like sports. Oh, right. <laughs> so it's like a goth person that yeah. walks up to your table, like, oh, so here's our specials tonight. Do you Maybe want they the, only uh... play like devil rays games. <laughs> <laughs> Or uh, is there like a devil themed hockey team? I feel like I can picture the like, mascot being a little devil. I can the Jersey the, Devils. The Jersey Devils, yeah. That's one. That sounds right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Sure. Yeah. 
So Devil Rays and Jersey Devils. Yeah. If it's not one of those games, they're just like, turn that shit right. off. Only satanic sports. Yeah. <laughs> we, we don't know much about hockey. Yeah, I've mentioned this in a few episodes, but uh, none of us are white guys. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mentioned earlier, Fourth Street Mall is the stand-in for uh, downtown Bangkok, where uh, Hawaii Pacific University is, mostly. And then, uh, that's all I have for Easter eggs. I didn't have anything else. Cool. Yeah, I think it's time for the untitled Chad's predictions for next week's episode uh, right. segment. Perfect. So next week's episode, episode uh, season three, episode eight, is going to be called Flashes Before Your Eyes. Flashes. Uh, that, that means that it's going to be uh, a Scottish guy. Desmond. Des- Desmond. Uh, and especially Flashes Before Your Eyes, because... That's a phrase about death. So it's Desmond and Charlie. Uh-huh. It's uh, going to be the part that Jack alludes to where they tried to hang Charlie. Oh. oh. Okay. Well, this next episode, Flashes Before Your Eyes, the original air date was February 14, 2007. Oh, Valentine's Day. So, yeah. So, um, all right. 11 years ago. Yeah. 11 years ago. Everyone was thinking that it was going to be a very different episode when uh, they <laughs> said that they were going to talk about how hung charlie was (laughs) (laughs) that's great that is fantastic yeah so uh other than uh not doing this podcast what have you guys been getting lost in oh shit um yeah i've been uh i've been getting lost in in studying the chinese language (laughs) (laughs) that i've been doing the last few weeks Uh, how's that been going it's going it's going okay takes uh a lot of time when you don't study throughout the year if you try to cram it all into six weeks. How difficult is, like, learning Mandarin? Because all the intonations and all the other stuff. Yeah, that's what everyone always brings up, but you don't really need to know them that much. Really? Yeah. That's awesome. Like, people kind of figure out what you mean by context? Yeah. I see. Yeah. It's really, it's uh, the fact that uh, you have to learn the whole different writing system. And it's not phonetic. Like, there's no alphabet. So you just kind of have to guess what characters are if you don't know what they mean. I see. Yeah. I've been getting lost in, um, well, my wife and I just started doing this fun thing where, um, like, uh, we had, like, a date night at home where we were making, like, tie-dyes. Oh, I, I know, like, like most of our lessons just turned this off. But we're making, like, tie-dye shirts. It's so much fun. Like, it's it's fun and it's a little therapeutic because you can just, like, you take all whatever white shirts that you got and then you have, like, my wife bought, like, this whole ink set. So we have, like, nice. this little table that we were kind of sitting on and we we're just, like, making all these different tie-dye shirts. So we have, like, we made, like, two each. And then, um, but, yeah, it's fun. So you just get to, oh, like, cool. make your own colors and stuff like that. And you make your own designs and however you want your tie-dye to be. So, nice. um, yeah, so I've been I've been digging that. Yeah. So that's what I we got to do this again. And she yeah. was like, yeah, we got to do this again. If you're still making tie-dyed stuff. For the next Blouse Awareness Day, we'll have to make some tiny oh, blouses. Fuck yeah. Yeah. Oh, Ooh, yeah. That'd be cool. Oh, that'd be great. Yeah. We should, yeah, we should totally do that. I'm, I'm, I'm writing that down. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Listeners, tweet at us um, at the beginning of December to do this because we will forget. Yeah. We're going to have to tie dye some blouses. <laughs> mm-hmm. But yeah, that's, that's pretty much what I've been getting up to. And uh, I recently rediscovered the Libby app, which lets you uh, borrow books from the library, ebooks to no. be exact. Wait, what? Wait, say that again? There, there's an app called Libby where uh, you enter in your library card number and then you're able to uh, borrow ebooks from the library. What? So the thing is, I don't have to go to the library in order to get new books to read for free. I've never heard of this. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. I'm glad that it. Oh, man. <laughs> living in today's times yeah. is great. So if you're paying for books, you're dumb. <laughs> I mean, like, you fuck can, your audibles. You, you guys need Libby. You can pay for books if you want. I'm sure the authors appreciate it. Yeah. Like, uh, you know, buy things that you like. Yeah. It, it helps uh, support people that create things that you like. Bow to capitalism. Yeah. <laughs> but just uh, buy like ebooks. You don't need hard, cop- hard copy books anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Save the trees. Yeah. Because, you know, that that's totally the number one source of dead trees. Yeah. Books. Well, it's books and bookcases to keep the books in. Yeah. Sweet. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm, I'm pretty sure it's not. <laughs> and then, and then, uh, Just like how plastic straws are only like 3% or 0.3% of the garbage in the ocean. But that's the thing that we're going to try and fucking outlaw. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, 
Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's fine not to yeah. use plastic straws. It, it, yeah, it's yeah. good. You're reducing right. your own waste thing, but don't fucking outlaw that shit. Yeah. 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 Some handicapped people need that. Man. <laughs> like, they're the reason why we invented bendy straws, you guys. What? Yeah. Oh, I was thinking crazy straws. <laughs> no, not crazy straws. <laughs> Children are the reason why we invented those. What if there was just, like, if there was just a hospital that's just all like, wait, 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 wait. Let me get your crazy straw. And it's just like somebody with their arms in two like two separate casts sucking out of a crazy <laughs> straw. That's not the first thing that I wonder about when I see someone with two separate arm casts. <laughs> first thing I always think about is like, what happens after you poop? <laughs> what happens after you poop? Holy shit. Yeah, you guys ever wonder about what happens to your poop after you poop on out? <laughs> no, no. What happens to your ass when you can't wipe it? Because both of your arms are in casts and you can't reach your butt. There's like there has to be somebody there's there's like a nurse or something. See, oh man, I do you have like a remote control bidet? <laughs> oh, that Ooh. would be great. Yeah, that would be like the best answer to stay to like maintain your dignity and independence. Yeah, is having a remote control bidet that you can just like step on. There's like a step on turn on thing or whatever. Yeah, you couldn't make it be like a clapper or something. <laughs> <laughs> you just make. <laughs> you have to connect it to like your uh, your uh, your Amazon Alexa. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Alexa, spray my ass. <laughs> spraying ass. I don't think Alexa responds. I don't think that's what spraying ass is. <laughs> it's a, a euphemism for farting. It's like, Alexa, spray my ass. And she just goes, looking on Google for spraying ass. First, like, first thing would come up what, would just what be like... What vocal command would you use to turn on a bidet? Uh, I mean, obviously, the uh, the... Totally boring answer. Yeah. Alexa, activate my potato. Yeah. <laughs> if you actually wanted it to happen, but I think it'd be funnier to see some of them. I think whoever's listening to this, their their Alexa is going crazy. Trying <laughs> to like, what a day? Am I supposed to do a Google search for that? <laughs> or maybe someone's listening to this like, while they're watching, they're sitting on their toilet, and <laughs> just randomly getting sprayed in the butt. <laughs> they're just like, this is. They're like, this is fine. This is a new sensation I haven't. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's a surprise oh. bidetting. Mm-hmm. I was uh, at the uh, Halekulani this past, not this past weekend, but two weeks ago. And then uh, the public restrooms in the hotel have bidets in them. What? Yeah. The public restrooms? Yeah. That is some, that is some high-end shit. Yeah. That is crazy. You guys ever used a bidet? I have. Uh, I used one for the first time that day. (laughs) Uh, And and your, your, how was it? How would you rate and review that? I would say that uh, it's something that I'm sure you get used to after a while, <laughs> yeah. but the first time you use it, you're this. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Here's, here's this the thing. is different, and I don't like it. Is <laughs> the thing. I had, a, I had a buddy when I was a kid um, who had like a really stern stepdad, and the stepdad swore by the bidet. Like He was all like, the bidet is like the best thing ever. <laughs> Everybody needs a bidet. So... One like one weekend like um like he and his wife like went out of town and it was just like me and my buddy at, at his house and I was like, dude, I wanna use your bidet. He's <laughs> like, What? No, don't do that. It's like my stepdad's it's gross. And I was like, I really wanna use I, he's been just going off on how great it was. I need to he I need to because like it's not that I was like, I'm gonna use your bidet. So like I think at some point over the weekend it was just me using the bidet going like, Oh, this is fine. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't the magic that I, that it was built up to be. That's because you have a very uh, in- insensitive asshole. It's it's all callous. <laughs> I have the most calloused asshole. I, I I really like David's version better. Insensitive <laughs> asshole. <laughs> Some people call me that. It's factually true. Man, you have such. You are such an insensitive. Like I don't know if I am. But I have, <laughs> I have one. one. <laughs> I know you are, but what am I? <laughs> I know you are, but I have one also. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah. All yeah. right. Bidet stories. Yeah, share us your the, your bidet stories on our Twitter at whatbropod, yeah. or send us pictures of bidets <laughs> on Instagram at whatbropod. Yeah, just straight bidets, guys. I hope that the episode summary for this episode is, and we talk about butt stuff. <laughs> yeah. We get into butt stuff. Mostly bidets. Yeah. If yeah. Uh, they wanted to tweet bidet stuff at you specifically instead, David. Oh, oh. yeah, you could, you could do it uh, at DKJ Comedy on Twitter for me. And 
AJ, what, what, what do you want them to send you pictures of? Oh, you can send me pictures of Bidet. Um, I'm at BidetUser49. No, I'm just kidding. You can find me at of 3 on Twitter. Chad? At Chad underscore Wago. Ah. Uh, and also you can find all of our fun stuff. Where's uh, What's Up With That Bro podcast? Um, at gmail.com. At gmail.com. At gmail.com. <laughs> yeah, look, that's, that's how long you it's been. You couldn't remember what the email said. Was. <laughs> was like, Is it AOL? It's like, it's... Well, did like, you just say that and then you were trying to remember exactly what service you were supposed <laughs> you to be talking about? I saw the wheels in my head turning. Like, I was supposed to say what bro pod on, like, on Instagram and Twitter. And I but you already like, said that. What's up? Oh, I did? Yeah. No, Holy. David did. Oh, fuck. <laughs> I'm totally spacing out tonight. Jesus Christ. All right. And uh, website, what's up with that bro.com. Yeah. yeah. So come find us, y'all. Yeah. Thank you for listening. And also, we know that it's been a while <laughs> since I could hold my head up high. <laughs> yeah, I looked up the lyrics once. <laughs> <laughs> And also, I don't know if we've said it already, but you can find us at WhatBroPod on Twitter <laughs> and uh, WhatBroPod on Instagram. Yeah, and Facebook, too. Yeah, yeah this uh, this podcast is just a fuse state for AJ. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, like this is this is I'm I'm actually not even here right now. I'm totally like uh what you call I'm having some kind of weird brain <laughs> fart. What is that? A stroke? Yeah. <laughs> that we call brain farts nowadays. Uh, I don't know if a brain fart would be a stroke or an aneurysm. Yeah. I feel like yeah. I feel like the, the aneurysm is embolism? like embolism. Oh, maybe. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I see. What about like when you chart? What is that brain wise? <laughs> like a brain chart? Yeah. <laughs> oh. It's like when you can't think of a word, Good. so you just keep cursing instead. <laughs> Tourette's. Yeah. Tourette's is like a brain chart. That is a brain chart. All right. Uh, we found it. We found yeah. it, you guys. People yeah. are going to complain. Like, I, I was talking all this activist shit, and you're just like, and you have no sensitivity to people with Tourette's shit. <laughs> Well, we were talking about racism on like college campuses, and I'm just like, what do you call a brain fart that's actually a brain shark? (laughs) Say that for your stand up. (laughs) Get out of here with that. (laughs) All right, everybody. Thank you for listening. That's another episode in the can. You know what to do. Get lost.